0: A genetically engineered Arabian oryx that can speak and opine. A future where an Arab family lives under a permanent curfew. A psychotherapist leading an almost ghostly existence, haunted by death and a secret he shouldn't have kept. Straddling fantasy and reality, art and science. This year's Arab films at the Imagine Science Film Festival of Abu Dhabi which kicks off tomorrow, continues to meditate on the issues at the intersection of science, technology, the human psyche, art, and life. This is Pakinam Aimer, and you're listening to a new episode of the Nature Middle East podcast, broadcasting from Cairo, Egypt. Today, I talk to Imagine Science's founder, Alexis Gambus, a scientist and filmmaker based in New York University, Abu Dhabi, about this year's theme, Hybrid Futures. Is the festival's 10th year anniversary, and Gambas is showcasing his own movie, Incent, Arab for Human, about a mythical oryx whose genes have been engineered so that it can speak.
1: We started 10 years ago, so we're celebrating the 10th anniversary. And the festival in Abu Dhabi will be the fourth edition. Um, and the theme is in honor of our 10th anniversary, which is, the theme is hybrid. So we're exploring the theme of hybrid in technologies, in, uh, in animals, in careers um so we're really focusing on kind of this idea which is really at the base of the festival which is what does it mean to be hybrid in today's you know society and and how we think about technology how we think about the environment so um so that's the the overarching theme of of the festival my films over the last few years have been focused on animals um from the first film that i made uh, my first feature called the fly room which is the history of genetics um you know and the history of the fruit fly and how it's used in research and since I've been teaching here at NYU in Abu Dhabi I've been very interested in exploring how animals and um and also plants and trees can uh be kind of a vehicle to tell us about um about the world so I the film In Sun is really a film that uh, is both an homage to you know to Sheikh Zayed and you know Sheikh Zayed had a had a you know deep Kind of admiration for the oryx, um, especially, and so I thought, what what if an oryx could speak back um, to us, and what would it say? And so since it's also a, very much a mythological creature, it looks almost looks like a unicorn. Um, it has this kind of beautiful, uh, almost like imaginary kind of appearance to it that I, I thought it would be a good animal to um, to talk about. You know, what if we had a genetically modified organism that um, had the ability to speak back to us about the environment, about its condition, about the state of our world. So, yeah, so that was also in honor of the festival's theme. And uh, and I teach also a class here about uh, animal perspectives and how we think about animals in science and research, in film um, and in the arts.
0: In Insane, there is a deliberate blur between what's science and what's fiction. And in previous screenings, some members of the audience have approached Gambus believing that the Oryx was actually real.
1: I tell them initially, I asked them a little bit more about what they, you know, why they believe it's it's true. And then at some point I, I revealed to them that it's uh, it's fake. But then I talked to them a little bit about, you know, that there was a gene that was involved with language that they tried to isolate. And they were trying to create these transgenic mice that could speak. And, you know, and so this is partly... Also, me trying to kind of get a sense of what what this technology means, and obviously it's not that easy to just take a gene that's involved with language and incorporate it into another animal so uh so then it leads to a larger discussion about you know about science and and uh and also when I show it to students it it also kind of leads us to that debate about what is possible to do with uh with these new genetic um techniques that we have but um but i i'm I'm very interested also in the animal. Uh, because there's a lot of things that sometimes we can't speak about either because of censorship or, you know, and I, it's amazing to think that you could have the animal speak about these things, you know, about the environment, about global warming, about the fact that it's endangered. And it's always the human speaking for the animal, you know. And so I was like, well, I, I, I think more and more that it should be the animal, even though it's obviously very anthropomorphic and it's us, Through the animal, I I feel that it should be them that have a voice and and speak.
0: Science is never cut and dry, as it involves states of human experience. That's usually what a festival which was born in New York communicates through art galleries, films, and discussions about humans navigate and understand the worlds around them and reconcile cultures and global technologies. The festival was transported to other parts of the world over the years, including the United Arab Emirates, where Gambus not only brings together filmmakers, science enthusiasts, but also students. We're hearing stories from the Arab world, Algeria, Morocco, Kuwait, and the Emirates.
1: We have, including my film, we have a lot of films that are about the region that are not necessarily filmmakers from the region. So I think that's interesting. We have this film, Tabib, about the psychologist who's having an existential crisis um and is haunted by you know the stories of his patients um and trying to kind of come to grips with that, and it's a famous emirati actor from here, but I think the these films really deal the the that lovely lovely life and um insan remnants of the hive also is a film about beekeeping in rasaheima. um I think a lot of these films try to grapple exactly with what I was saying about kind of thinking about tradition and heritage but also kind of creating this dystopian science fiction you know science fiction futures and i think those are the best science fictions when you have kind of this harsh reality that combines with um you know it's when you live in these kind of worlds where you need to speak up and talk about things whether it's censorship whether it's uh, the environment i think that's when these science fiction worlds really uh, really come out and and really take form so um so yeah so a lot of these films are are dealing with kind of culture versus technology and, and they, they tend to be some of the most experimental films of the bunch, actually, the ones from, from the regions. So.
0: This is a new episode of Nature Middle East Podcast, and today we're talking about Imagine Science Film Festival. If you live in or near Abu Dhabi, don't miss the chance to experience the rich showcase of films, artwork, and talks at the intersection of science and art. Go to imaginesciencefilms.org for the full schedule or to buy tickets to screenings. It starts tomorrow. From creative prose to film is the journey that both Jim Savio and his award-winning movie, Tabib, or The Doctor, have recently made. Currently based in the UAE, Saviu has ventured into visual storytelling in a 30-minute debut film about a doctor spiraling into despair and depression due to trauma, only to discover that love, not hope, was the answer all along. Under the theme Fragile Lives, Saviu's film will be screened during Imagine Science among a variety of other short features. So what was the inspiration for this abstract meditation on tragedy?
2: About 20 years ago, I'm a fiction writer, and I I submitted a short story to a a literary journal called Fiction Magazine. And a couple of months later, I got a very polite rejection letter. And uh, But they gave me a year's subscription to the journal. And one of the first editions that I got, I read this prose poem by a guy named Morton Marcus. And it was called The Man Who Committed Suicide. It was one page. And it was really, in my mind, it was a perfect story. Uh, it had uh, a terrific Aristotelian arc. Uh, you started here, you went up, you came down, and at the end of it, you you felt that something had been transformed in you. And um, so I used this story for years in creative writing classes. And in the back of my mind, I always pictured it as a film. And really what it is, is it's a contemporary myth. The idea of, of turning that little story into a film started to obsess me and I applied for a grant. Uh, I was turned down and I applied again the following year and, um, I, it was the, the, the grant proposal was accepted. So I decided that I, this, the original story, it could be, it, it was not set in any specific place, which was the wonderful thing about it is that it could be translated into any, uh, any, uh, any place. And I decided that I, I wanted to take the story to create a little bit more of a, of a, of a dramatic structure around it, introduce some more characters. Uh, and in some early conversations with a friend of mine, um, we sort of came up with the idea of having a, Psychiatrist be the central figure in the story. A psychiatrist who, who starts to be haunted by the stories of his patients. He's addicted to the news. Uh, he's still wrestling with the death of a young son. Uh, and his wife recently has passed away. And so he's growing increasingly more isolated. And so that's the, uh, um, that's sort of the foundation of the story. I'm not talking about the mythologies in a, in a Roland Barthes sense, but in the stories that really help us uh, help define our culture, help us understand our culture, you know, culture's changing every day. And although science has answered a lot of the questions that mythology used to ask, we're still wrestling with, with a lot of the ethical and moral issues of, of, a, of, of an ever changing world. Um, and so I think that there will always be a place for storytelling. And I um, think that film is a, is a wonderful place to, um, to do that.
0: In a way, the filmmaking process itself, from adapting the story to screenwriting to casting and the making of the movie, was a hybrid, a melting pot of languages and cultures.
2: And so I wanted to do a project that really involved the community, the people that live here. I wanted to work with professional and non-professional actors and actresses, I wanted a crew that involved people that were from the region, um and I wanted I wanted the film to be in uh, both Arabic and English and this was something that the that the leading guy Mansour al who plays the part of the doctor um really encouraged me that Arab speaking characters in your film are not going to be speaking English. They're going to be speaking Arabic to each other. And there were several other Emiratis that, uh, that had a role in the film. And so it was really great to just kind of create a little tiny film community that was in some ways representative of the larger community of Abu Dhabi and the UAE. The film is one of what I imagine to be four short films called the Musafa Quartet. Each one of them will be a contemporary myth. Uh, and each one of them will deal with a, uh, a different community uh, within the, uh, you know, within the structure of of, of of the way that Abu Dhabi is sort of set up as a as, as a very much of an international city.
0: If you've enjoyed this teaser into the festival, make sure to tune for our coverage from Abu Dhabi during the upcoming week by logging onto nature.com/slash-middle-east. Remember that you can follow and download episodes of this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Overcast. I'm Pakinam Maymer. Thank you for listening.